Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Welcome back to the morning shift. Triple in for uh, Tiffany Sports Radio 99 The Game. I don't mean to uh, be cynical and a bit negative and project my Falcon fan baggage on the future, but okay. Another new era in Falcons football. This one came sooner than people thought it would. Came a lot sooner than people thought it would, but Raheem Morris is the man. And, uh, well, we extensively covered that yesterday. We're extensively uh, covering that today. What is today like for Raheem Morris? What is he doing? Is he... uh, is he setting up his desk? He's getting his little personal fan, his uh, humidifier, his little stress ball, hanging pictures on the wall. I have the to filing think. cabinet's too big for the doorway. They're having to deal with that. <laughs> so you're you're it's you're obviously Terry's in place. Your scouts are all in place. I have to think that today is a lot about scout because it seems like they've kind of missed the opportunity for the Senior Bowl stuff. You know the scouts are down there, but it, you know the coaches don't get to. He's putting his coaching staff together last week, so they don't get to get their eyes on those guys in person down in Mobile. So was Terry I not down seen, there last week? I'm not. I don't know. I don't either. I I would have to imagine though that he was, and I would have to imagine this week's meetings with the coaches kind of coming to town. And I think Terry talked about it the next ten days that you will have meetings of seemingly getting all those people on the same page. That's what I would have to imagine. Right, you're going to sit in as a as a coaching staff and a scouting staff, go over needs, go over wants. The coaches will probably eventually start breaking down film on current players, as well as prospective you know prospective players through the draft. But those those two groups of people have to start getting to know one another. I think that's probably the first step. Yeah, there's they're definitely it's all about the what's going to happen in uh, free agency in the draft, and obviously the combine is what the end of this month and uh, in Indy still. And then, but you've got free agency. We said March, uh, what did we say, Dylan, yesterday? March 13th. I think March 11th is when the legal tampering. And Terry Fontenot said, he said on Dukes and Bell yesterday, he goes, look, the thing you want to do is you want, he, he, he used the analogy of not eating breakfast, going to the gym, and then going to the grocery store hungry. And you just buy stuff you don't need. And you never, and, and it's a really good analogy because, Rule of thumb of becoming an adult is learning not to go to the grocery store hungry. Hungry. And especially not Costco. By and the way. so well, <laughs> yeah, well, because then you buy a ton of something you Get don't. your fifty five gallon drum of tuna. You just start yeah. taking the samples and before you know it, you're like, I'll take that. But I, I don't I don't want to play the well, if you read into it game, because you know what that does. You're basically assuming when you say that and you get everything wrong. But it does tell you that, hey, Maybe that is where they go and get a veteran quarterback 
and and because they don't want to lose all the capital or all the draft picks to get to one, two, or three. Um, Maybe we've uh, Mike sent me something this morning where there's a there's a there's a chance that or maybe it was last night where one of the top three guys that we've heard about in Drake May falls uh, to like five or six. You don't have to use that much. I I I I don't I don't know that, but the fact of the matter is is they are going to they have money and they are going to try to get a lot done. So what I think out of that is either edge rusher. Your two biggest needs are quarterback and edge rusher. So to me. One of those will be addressed in free agency. Which one? I don't have a crystal ball, and I'm not. I can't tell you that. I'm telling you, man. I I, I hope it's. Uh, I hope we get a veteran quarterback. So, so do you want a rookie quarterback, uh, Zach Robinson, who hasn't called plays? I'm not saying he doesn't know football. I under, I understand that, but those are and 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 you have and you have a new head coach as well. Even though he has experience and a lot of experience in the league, I get that. But I want a veteran guy. Well, yeah. you know it can work it because can. we saw it last year. But I don't know if that C.J. Stroud is in the draft. I don't know if any of these guys are C.J. Stroud. You can tell me that Caleb Williams is that guy. But until he goes and does it in the NFL, you just don't know. There's so many factors. The elite processing thing that that Terry talked about having to have in a quarterback. There's just so much that goes into it. Here's what we can almost guarantee, and we talked about this before last year's draft, when it came up to, you know, to – to C.J. Stroud and Bryce Young, you can almost guarantee that either Drake May or Caleb Williams will not be that guy, right? The, the, the history shows you when you have those top two quarterbacks. Now, I, it's like 60% the, the, end up being bust, I think, 55%. Right. And, and that's the thing that scares me about moving up because yep. you, you look around the quarterbacks in the NFL, and we've talked about this a number of times, Rob, a lot of the great ones in the NFL right now were not top five picks. Uh, you know, Patrick Mahomes, number 10, Lamar Jackson, 32, Jalen Hurts, second round. I mean, you, 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 uh, Hell, Dak Brock Prescott, Purdy. Yeah, Brock Purdy. I mean, you look at the guys who ended up being good, and they are solid quarterbacks that were got not trading the farm to go inside the top five. Not saying it's not possible, but for, you know, for, for I think half the league, that was not necessary. And so I think you have to be a little bit timid if you're Terry Fontenot saying, well, you have to know for sure. You have to know for sure that's the guy that the coaching staff could work with. Well, speaking of uh, Terry Fontenot, all right, Terry, he was on with Dukes and Bell yesterday. What are the options at quarterback? Terry, wake up. Wide open, wide open. And, and you look at whether it's uh, free agency, whether it's a trade, whether it's the draft, um, we're wide open. Uh, and, and, and we know we have to do some things there. And, and look, we know Dez and Taylor, they did the, the very best that they could. And there were some ups and downs. There were some good and bad. But we know we didn't. <laughs> Um, we didn't, this season didn't hit our marks and didn't reach our potential. And, um, we know that's a part of it, but there's a lot of other areas and, and we're, we're going to, it's never going to be the same. So it's not like we need to do this one thing and then we're going to take off. We're going to look at everything top to bottom. We're going to look at every position. We're going to look to improve this roster, this off season, not only in improving and bringing people from outside the building, but challenging the guys that are here and making sure they take that next step so we can get to where we need to be. Oh, bless their heart. They did the best they of their there. Thank you, guys. Isn't yeah. that – but still, like we talked about this Ooh. 30 minutes ago, Ooh. it shocks me that these Ooh. guys are still on the roster. Uh, and you're like, uh, they did the well, best they could. Uh, Terry, we're still here. Uh, <laughs> two, of the three, two of the three guys probably won't be on the roster, which is – there's three guys. There's, you know, there's Woodside, there's, there's Heineke, and there's Ritter. Oh, the I, upside with Woodside, though, I've heard. Upside yeah. with Woodside. Well, he does – you know, this isn't a guy – 
the guy that brought him in here is no longer here. The reason he brought him in here is because he he was their familiarity with the system. The guy I would probably say that you're going to keep is Ritter, because you can't tell me. And if you tell me this, you're 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 lying to yourself first. You can't tell me there's a huge difference in those are the worst lies. And the number the guy that wore number nine last year and the guy that wore number four. And those are the that you, one of those is probably going to be your backup because of the financials. It's much cheaper to keep nine as your backup, and there ain't much of a difference between nine or four. Well, I, I think that there's the price a, tag. I think there is a, a distinct possibility that Desmond's your backup. But what are the odds that Desmond goes into that Woodside role? Right, if two of the three ain't going to be here, and you need three quarterbacks this day and age in the NFL, that's a heck of a guy. P squad rules have changed since I played. Right, you can be on the play. You can be, Julio Jones was on practice squad last year. So you can kind of move back and forth, practice squad, and do all those things. Even though Desmond Ritter was the starter last year, he could very well likely end up in that three role. And then you maybe have a veteran that you bring in in that backup if you do go and draft a quarterback. You know, one of the things that we haven't talked about, and I'm just talking about scenarios that could happen, is you could that Mike, you might be so right on that. So smart. Because look oh, okay. at look at what you there's so much that can happen, but think about it. Think about the fact you go get, I don't know. Name him Dallas Turner at eight, mm. right? Mm. And then talk to me. Then there is a again, just throwing out names, but Penix or, my, or Bo Nix, and and there, Penix and has the huge mitts though, and it's at twenty six, right? Talking about at, his hands. You, we're at twenty six <laughs> or twenty seven in the first round of the draft, and Terry Fontenot says, "Well, Cal, now this is a perfect world. Calvin really resigns. I've got an extra three. Or an or extra two, two yeah. and an extra th- what, and, and a three. I'll take my two and my three. I'll move back in. I still got a two. I can still go get a guy now if mm-hmm. I want to get a Lad McConkey or a, a, a Luke McCaffrey or somebody that play a receiver like that position. So I'm going to go back in and do that. So and, and you and then maybe you got Russell Wilson for the cheap or you got a veteran cheap. So there's so many different ways these things can work out. That's why I think he said. I, you want to be full when you go into the draft so you can do whatever you want to do. All options on the table. I will say this. Uh, I've been on the Kirk Cousins train since since midseason, right? Since we started talking about who would be, you know, the quarterback of the future. I don't want to the, – the, the, the things that have come up in about two years, $90 million, I, I don't – that doesn't suit what we're trying to do here. I don't no, two no. years, $90 million doesn't suit what we're trying to do. Well, you think they know what they're going to do, the quarterback? I don't think so. I think there's probably an inkling, I, but I, I don't think – I think you would be – I think when you have that big a decision to make, and this is the this will be the defining decision of Terry Fontenot's Absolutely. career in Atlanta, when it's that big a decision, you'd be cheating yourself to already have your mind made But right But now. I would like to think that they have option A, option B, option C, option D, and they have – well, they and, and not just free agent, draft – Trade back in. They got like, the pictures with the threads linking them yeah, on the board. You know? And they've got <laughs> ways they could go with that and, and, and what they're willing to give up, what they're willing to pay. Like, I would like to think they've thought that out because they know they have a better idea than any of us sitting around this little round table here talking about it. You know who's holding all the cards right now? We need to get into this throughout the week. Caleb Williams is the one holding all the cards right now. All it's going to take is for Caleb Williams to pull a John Elway and come out and say, I ain't playing in Chicago. And then all of a sudden, Chicago's leverage against Washington to be able to trade for that pick goes right down the tubes. And that's that's going to be the first thing to shake out. I'm just telling you. All right, coming up and in the huddle, did did, did Gronk call Travis Kelsey kind of uh, like the tight end version of game manager? Coming up next. <laughs> it's the Morning Shift Sports Radio, 1990 Game.
worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter, and Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. It's time to huddle up. Bring it in close. Bring it in close. The latest NFL news, rumors, reports, and happenings within the huddle on the morning shift. I'm getting hungry, dude. I'm getting hungry. A lot of conversation about food. We've been, we've been fooding it up, man, Woo. big time. You better, you better watch out talking before Rob gets to talk. I, I know. He gets he, he, for listen, that. easy, I, easy. Uh, I, I just, I, man, I'm, I'm getting hungry. Top Five Tuesday started it off, and then we started talking about Cubanos ATL guys up in Roswell. Man, well, we got to talk about the farmer's that. dog. Then, speaking yeah. of hunger, from a healthier weight to more energy, when you switch your dog's food to the farmer's dog, the effects are magical. What sorcery is this? None at all. It's just real food made. For the health of dogs, get 50% off your first box at thefarmersdog.com slash no magic. I do love that story of uh, that guy you're talking about with the uh, Cuban sandwich uh, place. Started off with a little tiny house thing, then uh, he just developed it into a brick-and-mortar thing, man. Yeah, just worked uh, it. up near my, my place up in Sandy Springs, uh, the guy that owns Cubanos ATL, man. Coffee, Cuban sandwiches, right? Then he he builds his own kind of tiny home. A little couple of picnic tables, and now he's brick-and-mortar up in Roswell. Dude, some of the best Cuban sandwiches you ever have. So now, I'm, and you now said it's I'm, a Cuban guy too. So yeah, yeah. And, and now I'm now I'm now I'm eyeballing this thing. Now I'm like, man, okay, what time <laughs> am I getting up to Roswell today right. to, to be able to go get some of those Cuban sandwiches? It's probably his grandmother's old recipe too. Yeah, I have to look recipe. into that. I have to look into that. Mm-hmm. Hey, did Gronk call Travis Kelsey the tight end version of a game manager? He basically said, "Well, he's the best pass catching tight end that I've ever seen." Now Gronk, we knew Gronk was a devastating blocker, absolutely devastating blocker. I don't think that was a backhanded compliment, though. Uh, well, he basically said he's on a complete tight end. That's the way I read it. Um, <laughs> uh, I think George Kittle. Blasphemy in tight end speak. I, I think of the of the of the two star tight ends in this game. I do think George Kittle is the is the better blocking tight end. But I I, I think I think you can't take away Travis Kelsey's not he's not like he's a slouch. The guy can block too, and. Gronk can talk all he wants, and a lot of people re- revere Gronk as the greatest tight end of all time. 
you know, Gronk couldn't stay healthy. Travis can. Travis is doing things that Gronk didn't do. I think Travis is better than Gronk. I just go ahead and oh, say I it. I don't. I, I think, well, Gronk, the physicality, That's the way rough, he played. Man. I mean, Gronk was an impossible matchup, but – Here's where I get. Uh, here's seems my fundamental. Like that's Travis Kelsey too, right now. They they do it differently though. I'll yeah, say it's that. just different. They they do it different. Like Gronk contested catches, stiff arms, running people over. Travis Kelsey knows how to kind of sit in in the zone and find the open spaces and kind of make eye contact with Patrick. Right. Brown. I mean, their chemistry is amazing. It is. Uh, Gronk amazing. definitely the better blocker. I don't think Travis Kelsey is a terrible blocker. No, from what he's I've seen not. on replays when they isolate, it's like, yeah, he's a little better than you think he might he, be. He's very much, uh, and, and I don't want to go too far down the realm here, but I played with a guy like that in Atlanta that was very similar. Tony Gonzalez mm-hmm. was a good blocker. It wasn't a devastating blocker, but he knew the schemes. He knew where the problems were. He knew how to get leverage on guys, and he knew where to you know place his hat in hands, and it made him a good blocker. Not a devastating. It wasn't going to clean you out. Uh, but it, it, you know, he knew how to get open too. So yeah, here's where I get it gets kind of tedious and boring when you talk about who the goats are. You know, why can't it be just a big table with a lot of guys that were really great at what they do? You know what I mean? I mean, goats are herd animals anyway. <laughs> so it's, they all want to be together with other goats. Let's have a big banquet table of goats. The, the funny part of it, there's just so many positions now in football that do things differently it's almost like talking about a boundary corner and a, and a guy that plays man-to-man like a zone corner like right. a richard sherman that plays off or a guy that's going to play man-to-man and it's just there's different ways of doing it yeah. you play in different and what schemes. you don't want richard sherman on your team when, right. when in his prime right. what he in could do right. well no you just want to you it's uh i think one of the raheem said it yesterday at some point you know go find what guys are really good at and enhance it and that's what that was the dan quinn thing that's <laughs> yes <laughs> <Just> from, <laughs> that is and he said that he even said that though he said look he i know i know i know i know he quinn did. told you guys this a lot but that's so, but it's so true uh why come in here and, and tell Bijan he's going to carry it inside the tackles 35 times a game when you know that the Tyler Algier is more set for that and you can use Bijan in a ton of different ways right. even though he can do some of that. But the thing with me about Kelsey is, and Gronk had some of this too, the catch radius, but Travis Kelsey makes plays and part of it is that that chemistry and the freedom, the freedom that Andy Reid gives Patrick Mahomes and Travis Kelsey to go freelance at times is why he's so great. But not everyone can do that, Rob. That's why he's so good. Not everyone can handle that responsibility. He's the offensive version of Troy Polamalu and Dick LeBeau's defense. Interesting. Yeah. That's a great one. He was like a rover. They just put him everywhere. It was impossible to game plan for. It was like, hey, we're going to pick up this blitz when the linebacker does this. All of a sudden, Troy Polamalu's flying downhill at the snap and filling the (laughs) A-gap. And you're like, where the hell did that guy come come from? from? My God. You can't game plan for it. That's not just athletic ability. You know what that means? You know what? They trusted him. That's what it means. You know what he is at the tight end position? He's an elite processor. Oh, is that what? (laughs) (laughs) But would Kelsey be who he is without uh, Pat Mahomes' understanding? Or they just understand each other's tendencies? I don't don't think so. It's like Lennon McCartney. You know, it's like Mick Jagger and Keith Richards. You can't fit him in a box, man. Yeah. Yeah, they're, they're, you know, it's like, I don't know. Name great duos in history of the things. Like, you know. Simon and Garfunkel, yeah. right? They were great at one point in time because they could do those things. I mean, Andy, Randy, yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. That's right. That's interesting. All right, there's a lot of talk about the practice field at UNLV, brand new facility. The 49ers are having some issues with this field. Yeah, and it's a bigger deal than you think it is. I guess it's an. It's. I think people think UNLV, and in their head, they think it's 
not good. It's like a brand new facility, from my understanding. Yeah, it's it's this is where Barry Odom's at, right? The, the former head coach of Mizzou. It's a good place, and Roger Goodell said it. It's well within their standards. I think it's just different. I think it's just different than the what they're used to. Now, can you can you wear longer spikes at practice? Like, what yeah. can you do to counter this? If it's slickness? spongy, then you go to your seven. Was well, that the fundamental? Because uh, they were rating like. Uh, they have a scale, a numbered scale, right. like uh, the Raiders facility is like a 70. Sure. This is like a 59. Well, you know, they, 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 they've they gone to so many different. I don't even know so what that means. I don't either, but they've gone to so many different filaments for turf yeah. and for grass. Like, so you have this. So, you know, when, when turf first came out, it was just like carpet, AstroTurf. And then, yeah. all, and then it had the, the. Yeah, thin layer over your driveway. Right. Then it had, then it had <laughs> the ground up tires. And then yep. they started adding like memory foam mattress mm-hmm. stuff into it a little bit. Become spongier, more forgiving. Man. It just, there, there's so much to it. But when I hear spongy, I think seven studs. You go to seven stud cleats, which is, you know, and there's different lengths yeah. of spikes. I think that they're probably doing that, but at the same time, when it's the biggest game of your life, anything that causes you to change what you're going to be doing from the real game probably is viewed as a disadvantage. I think that was their only point. It's kind of a little bit different. I've gotten sidetracked that the the Raiders, their facility is only like in the 70s, and it's a brand-new facility. I mean, right? It's, I don't know what the, it's a turf scale. I, I didn't dive deep enough into it. I, I was just oh. giving you the discrepancies between the two, the 70 and the 59. Okay, okay. Yeah. I don't know if that means good or bad, just different textures. Spongy is 59 yes. more spongy it, than 70. I don't want to get too in the did, weeds with it. But. Did you see the TV shot where they had the field outside? Yeah. And, and, and it's already painted and everything. Mm-hmm. I just thought that was kind of cool. It looks kind of cool, doesn't it? Yeah. I, I, I've told this story before, Rob, but when I was coaching when I was coaching ball up in Cobb County, every every field in Cobb County, is turf field, yeah. And we went to a I don't remember where we went to a team camp somewhere, um, somewhere a little bit north of Cobb County. I can't remember which high school we went to, but some of our players got there, high school kids like seniors, and we're walking around on this grass practice field like it was the craziest thing they'd ever seen. And I was like, "What's the deal? Like, let's go get this thing." And they said, "Coach, we've never, we've never played on grass before." It was dumbfounding to me. I was like, what? Not even their kids because they were inside what? getting fat playing video games. It's crazy. Crazy well, to me. And a lot of these um, a lot of these rec centers are going to the artificial because the maintenance is easier it's and, cheaper, it, and it yeah. lasts longer. Yeah. You know, there's a, isn't there a talk out there that, that's uh, the stuff, especially the um, little rubber beads? Sure. Cancer causing? Have you heard that at all? I think everything causes yeah, cancer. Everything does now. Yeah. But you know, if you, do a, if you do a water cleanse, they say science says is you know it, it can science reduce the rate of, of getting cancer. Seriously, it sheds some of those cells. Well, your your body's digesting all the toxins. That's what fasting does. Mm-hmm. And I love the uh, the m- mental effects. Almost like you're tripping slightly, right? Yeah. Yeah. The clarity is yeah. unbelievable. And I'm all for that. Yeah. yeah. Uh, you can you can take you can take artificial <laughs> things for clarity, Rob, or you can just you know. Do a water cleanse. Oh, no, I'm all natural, my friend. No, it's, uh, no. If it don't come from the ground, Rob Chubb, don't do it. I had my own cleanse last week, Rob. Oh, yeah. Was, uh, not, yeah. My, not my choice. Involuntary cleanse, right? Not a parasite. <laughs> <laughs> What's coming up in Mike Up? Look, man, before we get to Mike Up, we got to talk about the Hawks. Uh, close but no cigar last night and a, a, a big set of days coming up for them. What's the uh, what's the future hold? Some interesting words out of Brian Windhorse uh, yesterday. But when we get to uh, Mike Up, I came in today talking about where I went to eat some barbecue last night and my side of choice got some side eye from some of the people in the room. So we'll talk about top five barbecue sides uh, that you're going to eat in the city of Atlanta. That's yep. coming up next. It's me. Top five Tuesday. Mic'd up. Sports Radio. 99 The Game. And by the way, this hour brought to you by Zero Res Smart Lasting Clean. Mic'd up next.
We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. We're going to get on down now. We're talking all things Atlanta sports and beyond. This is the morning shift. Make some noise! On Sports Radio 92.9 The Game. Welcome back to the morning shift. Triple in for Tiffany all week. Hawks winning streak comes to an end, but they they fall to uh, a team that just wrapped up a 6-1 and one road trip who was, uh, what, second in the West in the Clippers. A defensive struggle last night, 149-144. Both teams scored over 40 points in the fourth quarter, gentlemen. Uh, uh, and, and you know what? We will didn't exist. DeAndre Hunter was good yesterday. He looked very, very solid uh, at certain points yesterday. A couple of which is maddening because when we're going to see it again? I, and, and you know what's crazy? All the praise we've heaped on Jalen Johnson. He had one of his roughest games of the year last night. And watching that game kind of come down to the wire, they actually—I almost turned the game off. Anybody watching? James Harden hits a contested three and gets fouled by Trey. Uh, I don't know, like a minute left, and and that puts him up by maybe ten at that point. And I'm almost turning it away. And then a couple, you know, a couple shots fall for the Hawks, and they bring it back within maybe two right there at the end, but just not enough. And it was maddeningly very, very Hawks. You played lights out offensively. Everything's falling. You're hitting shots from everywhere. Your offensive efficiency was insane. And at the same time, you can't get any stops. And, and that's listen. That's going to happen against Clippers. They're they're an elite offensive team, well, that but man. happens a lot for us. I mean, we yeah. seem to have a lot of 130, 135 to one twenty six, or <laughs> I mean, scores that you didn't see in the NBA. Uh, well, can, unless it was an All Star game, that was an All Star game score last night. But the developing story for me is uh, Double O and his three point prowess. All of a sudden, as he's <laughs> yeah. he's becoming a threat from outside outside the arc. You know, not. Not like when Josh Smith used to step out there and take him. You'd be like, <laughs> no. no! <laughs> how about, uh, you know, with, uh, with CC being out, how about Bruno Fernando giving you the quality minutes last night? Man, he played some – He uh, at one point, I think uh, I think Mike Conti said it on the on the broadcast. He almost looked like he was going to tear the rim off the backboard. He puts one home. Uh, but he gave you quality minutes last night. One of the things that popped out, guys, and I talked about this earlier, uh, coming out of Brian Winhorst podcast yesterday, it's just a small comment from him, and he says, "I'm not sure that the Hawks are as gung ho on breaking their team up as people want to make the assumption that they are." And well, when you talk about 48 hours until the trade deadline, mm-hmm. I think that that turns a lot of heads in Atlanta because you just feel like with this team, and we've talked about it all season, you just feel so stuck in the middle. It's like you're not awful. But you are not good enough to get to the next level. Maddeningly it's so mediocre. Maddening. And yet, here we are. You, you, you know, you, I think you went four and six on the homestand or, you know, four out of your last six. You lose to a good team last night. And here you are again with 48 hours saying, well, you know, we've played really good ball. If we could just step up a little bit defensively. And DeAndre Hunter's finally playing well. And if we could get him and Jalen on the same page, you know, where they're playing well the same night. I don't know. What's the end game? What's well, that, the end game? That's part of what happens when you refuse to go deep into that luxury tax. You're going to get this. I mean, you've got to have basically three stars on an NBA team these days to 
to be in that upper echelon of teams. And uh, that's part of it. But I think that's why this team – look, I, I told you that, yeah, I think it – everything I've heard, the Hawks sticking point with the Lakers, who from all intent purposes, the only team you really heard them talk talked about with DeJounte being traded. Yeah. And they wanted Austin Reeves. And apparently that was a sticking point for the Lakers because I'm nothing gets me – I mean, when I hear, well, we'll, we'll give you a 2029 first-round pick, what? Yeah. Uh, who? Who is that good for? Like, uh, okay. Can you imagine going back to Trey Young and be like, hey, we're building this roster. Yeah, I, but we got a 2029 first rounder. We shipped off, you know. We traded the second best player on the roster <laughs> for nothing. For, for a guy and that you way, might not be here to play player. with. He's the most clutch He's the most clutch player on the roster. He started getting hot in the fourth quarter again last night, and he's been unbelievable in the fourth quarter. And he, boy, when he wants to go there, he is just, DeJounte is so special. When he really, really wants to turn it on at the end of the game, he is he's incredible. And so. I don't know, Rob. I, I I I don't know what the end game will be. I'm so curious to see what happens in the next 48 hours. Maybe if you have a thought on that, you can hit us in the wake up call at eight o'clock. I know there will be some callers talking about Raheem's presser, but I, what do you want to see happen? And, and that's going to be the question I think that everybody has uh, surrounding this over the next uh, couple of days as we move towards that NBA trade deadline. But for right now, let's move towards a mic'd up. It's time to rant. Excuse me. It's time to rage. It's time for Mike Up on the morning shift. So yesterday, I talked about this a little bit with Steak uh, on the crossover. I was, I had a buddy come in town from Boston. He's in town for a work conference. He, we both grew up in Florida together. He's from the South. He lives in Boston now, and he, I haven't seen him in years. And so his text to me was, "Let's get some barbecue. Let's get some Southern food." Like I have not been, I've not eaten in the South. Tired of eating up in Boston. A lot of Italian food, you know, a lot, a lot of seafood, a lot of things like that. Let's go get some barbecue. So he's staying downtown, went over to Twin Smokers, uh, had a good meal. It's it's not debatable, I think, within the three of us that you have to order brisket when you go to a barbecue place. If you've never the been. The first time you go there. So I had never right. been to Twin Smokers. I show up. I'm like, got to get the brisket. I actually got some ribs as well. And then it came time to order the sides. Well, I walk in this morning. I'm telling Bo this. And... and <laughs> He hits me with the, well, what side did you get? And this kicked off this entire conversation surrounding which sides you have to order when you order brisket or when you order barbecue. Yeah. I was a little bit dumbfounded at some of the things that were brought up in this conversation, to be honest with you. And I actually went to talk to Dylon and Dayday about this a minute ago, and I was even more dumbfounded at the preparation that they were giving me advice on. All right? So here we are. We're going to start from the top. <laughs> Number five. Number five for me is collard greens. Now, I could have moved this higher in the list. It was funny because I don't have any, (laughs) it's so stereotypical. I don't have any background preparing collard greens, right? It's not something that I go home and make. It's something that I enjoy eating. So I go back to talk to Dylon and Day Day, Uh and they hit me with the, what do you have to put in? This is the first thing out of Dylon's mouth when I said, what do you have to put in to collard greens when you're preparing them? Got to put that turkey neck in there, man. And I I looked at it, I was like, I was like, Bits of uh, pork in there, too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. some beef or something like that. I felt so out of touch. And what's funny is I walk back there, and Dylon's telling me this, and I look over at Day Day thinking he's going to have a crazy look in his eye, and he's just nodding along going, yep, it's a must-have. you got to put the turkey neck in there. I was a little bit dumbfounded. That's number five. Not greens. a huge collard green guy. Oh, uh, I've eat, I've eaten my share growing up in the South, uh, but it's I think it needs to be on the list because so many people are, and it's uh, it's a big deal for a lot that's of people. That's exactly why I put it. Yeah, I, I, I like agree. collard greens. I wouldn't say I love them, obviously, and that's why they land at number five. 
It's what Kale wishes it could be. I think that this next one, <laughs> this next one's going to surprise some people because it's way higher. That's great for me than it probably is for other people. Number four. Number four for me is actually coleslaw, and I know that it's just like a, eh, okay. I'm a coleslaw Take snob. It, it can't be too. It's got to be a little more roughage. Do you like it uh, kind of chopped up, or do you like a little more like a shredded kind of long feel to uh, it? Both, as long as it's not too mayonnaise-y. Yeah. You know, not, I yeah. want it a little bit drier. Long. I like it diced. I, yeah, I, like I, I, don't, long long, I don't like the long coleslaw. Yeah. I like it diced up. Yeah, I, I like don't, it real I, small. It's not stew. Yeah, I don't like it soupy, though. not be on my though. top five at all. I don't, I don't Well, I don't, wouldn't mine either. Wouldn't mine either, but. Yeah. Like I said, I'm higher on coleslaw than most people are, but that's where it's at right now. Number five, collard greens. Number four, coleslaw. I know that somebody will come for me on that list. All right, let's move on. Number three. Number three for me is going to be the baked beans. Now, this is also a controversial one because there seems to be a dozen different ways to prepare baked beans. Oh, yeah. When endless, you're, endless especially when you're options. eating it um, with barbecue. Way more, but yeah. Uh, so we were talking about possibly from Fireshire, yeah. uh, some other different things. Some people put bacon in there. There's a number of different ways to do it, but baked beans, no matter what it is, has to land on the list. I think three is a perfect spot. You can't screw up baked beans, I don't think, but what you can do is make it so good. That's why it's right. one of my top uh, sides at a barbecue spot. It's mo- a good barbecue spot is going to church it up. Yeah. But see, when those baked beans merge with the coleslaw on the plate, man, and you sop it up with the white bread, I'm mm-hmm. sorry. Mm. That's mm. a good strategy. I like uh, it. I, I all could... right, so that's five, four, and three. Let's carve up. Let's move on. Number two. Number two for me, man, potato salad. I ordered it last night, and it was on fire. It actually had – I love I loved this version of potato salad where they actually leave the potato skin on the potato and the potato salad. That's the best potato salad. It's yep. the best potato salad. And that's what they had last night at the place I was eating, and that's why I was so gung-ho to come up here and tell Bo. I'm like, huh, got potato salad last night. And he looked at me like I was nuts because I got the coleslaw <laughs> and potato salad because we have to talk about what's number one on everybody's list. Number one. It's mac and cheese. There's just there's no two ways about it. It is mac and cheese. Now, maybe I dropped the ball by not ordering it last night. Just wasn't in the mood for it. But I think we can all come together on this. Mac and cheese, number one side for barbecue, at least in this room. And it's another one that you don't necessarily can you can't necessarily do it wrong, but you can you can enhance it and make it a lot better. It's like the, pizza. Yeah. The fact that you don't have fried okra on there, because to me, I'm a big fried okra guy. Now I grew up spoiled. My my grandparents had a garden. We would get fresh so okra. Stuff. We also had a farmer's market down the road that when they didn't have it, we'd get it. And my mom and grandmother both, they had the the hand batter, like the, the, the homemade sure. batter. Yep. And it was thinner than you get when, you, when you buy it. Oh, yeah. Oh, but it but it's a thinner crust, and you, you get everything in one. Oh, man, it's just so good. But I like okra any way you cook it. I, I had – go ahead. I was going to say, I have to, I have to disagree with all of you um, because what <laughs> should be on the top five list that's not is like cream corn or corn casserole. That should be top five, and it's not. All right, you can see yourself out. I was going to say. What? I, 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 I didn't crazy. even consider that. I didn't even consider I, I was on the corn corn casserole? I was on the, the fence about maybe cornbread. I was like, you know, cornbread. I, I actually prefer, it's, and, but it's not a barbecue stable, fry, fried green tomatoes. Like yeah. on the side when you're going to eat that. That's more of an appetizer, I think. Yeah, I think so, too. But, brah, I'm not going to a barbecue spot for a corn casserole, so you can just 
check yourself I'm out. I'm saying for a side though. Turn your mic it's off. It's a great side. That's <laughs> more of like a it's more of like a Thanksgiving side though. Like a turkey like a, it's versatile. So you can have it at Thanksgiving or you can have it as a what barbecue. You, okay, right, well, so what's your main course when you're eating cream corn as your side or corn casserole? It could be barbecue or it could be no, Thanksgiving. No, I'm saying like if you're at a barbecue restaurant, oh. what main course are you ordering the ribs? I can do ribs, I can do pulled pork, I could do I just brisket. Don't see I don't find me find me five re- barbecue spots in this area that has corn casserole on the side menu. Okay, it, it was cream night. corn or corn casserole. Cream corn probably be first. Now, you know what Twins Muggers did have last night? It was the Frito pie, you know, as a side that you could order. Ooh, Frito pie? Yeah. I like that. Uh, and, and I just, What's I didn't. What's in that? I don't think Fritos. that. It, it's the, <laughs> I don't think that that's one of those things that's normal, though, so I didn't include it in my list. Frito it's pie. It's not something you're going to see everywhere. Honestly, I, I think when we were in high school, we had Frito pie, and it was basically leftover chili and yeah, Fritos. And, and, and a little bit of sour cream in there. Yeah. Oh, okay. And it's really good. I just don't think it's a no. It's like something you get at Sonic more than you would a barbecue restaurant. I, I mean, got, I got that, en- go ahead. I'm sorry. I got enough grease going through me at a barbecue spot. I don't need chili and right, top of right. it. Yeah, no, yeah, right. I'm like, I'm good on that. But that was one of the options last night. See, I just like all the sides. I go to Ford's Barbecue, which is really good over there in Oakhurst. My buddy owns it. And they just have a litany of sides, all the basically ones we've mentioned. And I think the corn's on there, too. Do they serve them in the little cups? A lot of places are doing little cups now. Little cups, yeah. yeah. kind of want more of them. I'm sure there's one I'm missing, but I can't. That's that's what I've got right now, though. So, yeah, so five collard greens, four coleslaw, three baked beans, two potato salad, one mac and cheese. Pretty simple. Clean cut. All right. You you may have teed some people up for a... who needs a wake-up call? 404-726-0929. We'll get to that wake-up call segment. Everything's on the table. Sides, Raheem Morris, all the stuff. It's the morning shift. Oh, by the way, this hour is brought to you by Zero Res. Smart, lasting, clean. This is Sports Radio, 929 The Game. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.